Thanks for joining us today for the Anchor Daily. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. Hey, Bethel Church, this is Adam Phillips with you today as we reflect on 2 Corinthians 10 through 13 for a few minutes. Um, I think you can probably agree we Americans like things big, big box stores, huge houses with three-car garages, and if you live in the Tri-Cities, that extra RV garage door, extra widescreen TVs, supersized Big Mac meals, and big trucks. It's also about the people we appreciate most and gravitate toward most. We love larger-than-life people and leaders, men and women who are decisive, strong, powerful, robust, and who know it. According to Paul, this isn't a new phenomenon. Uh, In the Christian world, people have always gravitated toward bigness and power like a moth to a porch light. Uh, The church in Corinth knew Paul well and was significantly indebted to him, but they were ready to level up to some leaders that were, well, more impressive to the human senses than Paul was. And Paul dubs these guys the super apostles, or as Eugene Peterson describes them, the big shot apostles. Teachers that claim to be God's gift to the people, wise, eloquent, influential, the mover and shaker types. Unfortunately, we don't have YouTube videos of Paul preaching, and that'd be pretty awesome if we did, or pictures of him in ancient books. But based on what Paul writes about himself, he wasn't really an impressive guy to the human eye. He wasn't a great speaker. He walked with a limp. According to one ancient writing that isn't in the Bible and may or may not be totally accurate, describes Paul as small, a guy who lacked some hair, had crooked legs and a unibrow. These super apostles were much more pleasing to the human senses, and they led with their best foot forward through pride and self-sufficiency. And uh, Paul, Paul reminds the Corinthians and us of something key, that true power is Jesus Christ, who, if you remember, wasn't an impressive guy either to the human senses. The greatest thing Jesus ever did in his life on earth was the most weak and shameful thing to the human eye, hanging on a cross, dead. He was crucified in weakness, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians thirteen four, but he lives by the power of God. Jesus Christ in Paul's mind is true power. And we experience true power by being connected to this Jesus. And again, according to Paul, the way we experience this connection to Jesus isn't through our power, um, through our amazingness. It's actually through our own weakness. In the places where we are desperate, insufficient, needy, and weak. To emphasize his point, Paul, Paul reminds the Corinthians that he's got plenty to boast about in the realm of power if he wanted to. And he kind of does just to make the point. He tells them that he, you know, got caught up into the third heaven, which is another way of saying the heavenly host or paradise. And Paul says he saw and he heard things that he can't even utter. And he's basically, he's humble bragging that he's seen more and done more than these super apostles. Um, He could go on and humble brag all day and attract people to himself and his experiences and his accolades, but he doesn't. He says, even despite these things, these greatness, these things I've done, I, I, I choose to emphasize my weaknesses and my struggles and my powerlessness. And that leaves us with a big question, why? I think it's because that's where Paul knows and experiences true authentic power in his weakness and his experience with Christ. And he learned this directly from Jesus himself, who Paul says, gave Paul a thorn in the side so that he would remember that Jesus's power is made perfect and complete in Paul's weakness, not in his wins, not in his accolades, not in his, the things that he's done. So as we think about that, like what, what can we learn from it? And, and if we start with ourselves, I think we can learn this, that in contrast to surrounding culture that looks down on weakness, our weaknesses are the places where we come to know Christ's presence and power in our life. And Paul says this famous verse that we read today, therefore I will most 
gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I think we can learn that our boast should be in Christ, not in you, not in me, and all that we're doing and accomplishing, even if those things are happening through Christ. Let our boast be in all that Christ is doing in spite of us. I'll never forget the wisdom a pastor mentor gave me my first year of ministry as I was learning how to preach sermons. And uh, he just said this to me, in your worst sermon, Jesus is working through you. In your best sermon, Jesus is working in spite of you. I just think that's pure gold for whether you're preaching or anything in the Christian life, that it's actually when you are weak that Jesus is strong. What can we learn about the type of Christian leaders to follow and imitate? Whether we find those people on Twitter, podcasts, or your local church, I think it's this. A good leader wouldn't dare usurp Jesus by pointing you to himself or herself because they know they'd be leading you to a broken cistern. A good leader, a Jesus kind of leader, invites you to look at Jesus. And not in some weird, sneaky way that they're ultimately trying to get you to look at them by talking about how awesome Jesus has made them or the great things they're doing in Jesus's name. Whatever they actually offer you, a good leader, whatever they offer themselves is how they're continuing to experience Jesus's power through their ongoing weaknesses and failures, that portal to knowing and experiencing Jesus. Um, So just to wrap it up here, big, powerful, and influential isn't bad. It's just about how we define those things and who we look to for it. Jesus is plenty big, he's plenty strong, he's plenty powerful, influential, and attractive. So let's look to him and let's be weak so he can be strong. Would you pray with me? Uh, Jesus, you know that we are tempted daily to be big and strong and to run after big and strong in the human eye. And uh, we need your grace. We need the Holy Spirit's work in us to know where true true strength lies. Uh, We pray that you would give us humility to see the places where we are weak and to use those places to lean into you and to experience your strength and power. Will you help us to to get up and to show the world um, true power in you? And uh, Lord, we pray you do this in your people here at Bethel and throughout the world. pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together.